Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to episode, oh gosh, is that 33 or 34? 33? 34? 34. I don't don't know, okay? Welcome to the next episode (laughs) of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime? (laughs) I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. I can't believe we've gotten to the point, though, where I, like, actually can't keep track of the episodes. Like, I really do have to go back and reference. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. Like, go us. Go us. I know. Like, who would (laughs) have thought we'd have this much content? Well, um, this week, because it's still spooky season, and it's actually coming to the end of October, which makes me very sad. Um, so well, we're going to keep up. mashed potato season. So. That's true. I mean, and like pumpkins can still be appreciated in November. Like there's still a lot to love about November. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It's like nice and cozy, but it's not the same as spooky season. It's that is true. Very true. It's just the vibe is wrong. <laughs> um, but because we're uh, coming to the end of spooky season here, we are going to close out October with a scary AF book. Um, Krista and I, neither of us really get scared by books anymore. And I will say it's been a real challenge. I think both of us hopped around between books this time because we were truly trying to find something that was scary. Yeah. Um, the one I found, I felt like was, was decent. Like I would categorize it as scary. There was a couple times I stopped listening to it at night. So okay. I would say that's scary. I, I call that a win. So that's, that's what I went for. So that's what we've got up today. So yeah. I'm just gonna jump right into it because Sounds I'm very good. excited about this book. I just finished it. I'm going to talk really fast because I listened to it at 1.8 times speed because <laughs> I had to change my book so many times that I had to like power through this one, but it was worth it. No regrets. Okay, good. So I listened to The Turn of the Key by Ruth Ware, and I've heard a lot about Ruth Ware in general. I actually think I've read something else by her, um, but I didn't have time to like skim through my Audible to find it. Yeah, I think, I've, I think that book's like on my list. Yeah, I think we had talked about it or something. It sounded familiar. And then I was kind of digging for just like reviews of like, oh, this book was like unsettling or like creep me out, like that kind of thing. So like I really heavily relied on reviews for this one. Um, <clears throat> I started off with a book that was just like, I thought it was going to be scary because this girl could like talk to ghosts. But um, she was just like a teenage girl with a ghost best friend. And no. I was like, oh, that's not that's scary. Not, no, that's not going to do it. Okay. I mean, sure, maybe later it would have. But anyways. So this book was pretty darn scary. Um, I think I would categorize it as maybe suspense and some psychological thriller. Okay. Involved. Yeah. Um, Very interesting book. Lots of twists and turns. um, A lot of kind of unanswered questions at the end, honestly. And I think that does make books more unsettling is when the author doesn't answer how necessarily mm. everything happened but in a way that wasn't like oh they left it out or it's a plot hole or anything yeah. it was like an intentional like mystery around like was this a human or was this supernatural so <clears throat> I thought that was really cool and really well done and I'm actually really looking forward to reading more by Ruth Ware so I've already started looking I was like, all right, she did a good job. Impressed. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously I listened to this one and didn't read it. Um, I'm sure the experience is a little bit different, but what this book is about is this woman named Rowan and she is a nanny. So she works in like uh, daycares. I don't remember what her daycare is called. I mean, it's all semantics. It doesn't really matter. She works yeah. at a daycare. Okay. So she decides that she wants to get out of London and um, she's got some other reasons. She doesn't really tell you everything up front. She's just like, I want to get out of London and I want to find a different job. Like I've got personal reasons, basically like what she says about why she wants to change jobs. Um, and she runs across this listing that is like outside of London, like a couple of hours or something. So kind of in like a little more remote of an area, like countryside. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, okay, cool. And it pays like a lot of money. 
like 50k a year, which is high, especially for a live-in nanny, because you don't really have any living expenses, you know? Yeah. None of that is uh, is a factor. So she was like, wow, like, what's the catch? Like, I wonder what the deal is. And uh, so she does go to the interview. Um, I think she did a little bit of research regarding it. I don't remember exactly how. It's a long book. It's like a 13-hour book. So this was like two weeks ago that I heard this part. Um, but basically, she starts like looking into it a little bit, and it seems that like they've had a lot of nanny turnover. Maybe it was just like one of the details in the listing, and they're, they're basically looking for someone who could start right away, and they don't want any more nanny turnover. She's like, okay, that's weird because it pays a lot, and it seems to be pretty pretty straightforward and I think she also said that she'd seen the listing crop up uh, uh, before too like in the previous months and so that was why she was just like it's interesting that it keeps coming back right um so this family they have like they're very rich obviously they've got like this big fancy house and essentially they have four daughters one of them is old enough to be in boarding school but the other three are pretty young so they want the live-in nanny to be around because the two parents run like a tech company so they're like very high tech so she was like, okay, this is going to be interesting, whatever, I'll go to the interview. And the interview, because it's so far away, you end up staying the night, actually, for the interview, which I thought was really interesting. So, I mean, it's also a good idea, though, because if you're going to be living, like, you would want to know where you're going to be living and, like, what the morning routines look like. Yeah. So, like, totally makes sense, right? So she goes to this interview. Oh, sorry, something in my throat. <clears> throat. had milk earlier. I don't ever have milk. That's probably why. <laughs> So she goes to do this interview and like the lady seems like perfectly nice and pleasant. And so this entire time Rowan's like, okay, I wonder what the catch is. Like, wonder what the deal is because the, um, the driver, they have like a driver named Jack because it's a huge estate. So they basically require a staff, but they have a very small staff. So there's a driver who she meets first, Jack Grant. And, uh, he kind of alludes to like, you know, yeah, the last, the last few nannies left really quickly. They were only here for like two weeks. There was one that was only there for a night. But, like, he didn't want to tell her anymore because he was like, well, you'll see. Like, I think people just get uncomfortable being out here where it's a little less busy and maybe they just wanted to go back and they felt uncomfortable here. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever, sure. Everyone's right. like, yeah, I hate the countryside in a day. <laughs> Come on, all right? So he's being real suspicious to me. I don't know how to explain it exactly, but, like, it feels like he's hiding something a little bit. Okay. But it makes sense, considering they've had a lot of weird staff issues, right? Yeah. So she meets the mom. The mom is perfectly nice, and um, the girls seem kind of great, albeit a little bit wild. Um, I mean, they live in on acreage. The girls are just allowed to just kind of run around, and there's woods, and there's a pond, and it makes Rowan a little, like, nervous, but the mom is, like, very laid back and very chill, and she was just like... Um, well, you know, I need someone to start right now because I need to go back to work with my husband and Rowan is not seeing any problems with any of this so far. She's like, okay, it's weird that the husband's not here. You would think he would want to meet the nanny. And so she's starting to wonder like, is it the husband that's driving people away? Like, what is it? Right. So this entire time, she's just trying to like speculate, like, what is it? Like, are these girls really bad? Are they just acting good now? (laughs) What's the deal? Like I would too. I'd want to know. Oh, for sure. So she stays the night. Uh, everything so far seems pretty chill. Um, the house itself is amazing. So like the way they describe it is like the front of it is like an old Victorian, but it looks like on the back side of it, they had just decided to just like cut off half of the house and the half of the house is incredibly high tech. So like there's no keyholes um, for most things in the house. Uh, everything's controlled by like tablets and uh, admin passwords and voice commands, like even a refrigerator, like you add like 
like your grocery list directly onto the refrigerator and every time you open the fridge it knows who you are and it like says your name and like the shower has like settings to know who you are so it'll adjust how high it is and how hot it is based on your preferences Damn. like so it was very high tech and very interesting and she's like okay this is a little like a lot <laughs> like she can't figure out how to like turn the lights on in her room and then she like has trouble getting the showers to work and like it keeps cycling through all the different nannies names like when she does the shower it was just like hi kylie hi holly hi hannah and then she's just like i'm not any of these people so she's like i'll just i'll just do guest i'll just take guest um so uh she stays in this house and she has this like necklace that she wears all the time and she takes it off that night while she's sleeping i guess she doesn't normally take it off but she said that like for some reason she felt like she wanted to take it off and i was like that seems weird goes missing so that's odd so she was just like well i probably just like dropped it like behind something and whatever but she leaves it and i was like oh my god you're so dumb <laughs> but obviously she decided to take the job i was like she's not gonna leave something important if she wasn't planning on going back to this house right so at this point i'm like okay she's obviously gonna take the job so in the morning <clears throat> she like gets kind of frustrated with the girls and so i think this is really interesting oh you know what there's one more thing i need to say is that this story is told by rowan but she's writing it in a letter to a governor saying i so like you know right up front that this ends bad oh so you know up front yeah i forgot about this whole thing because i was just like excited about the story um yeah no literally the entire thing of this is that she's writing a letter asking someone to like to the governor or something because she wants like good legal defense um oh. so she's like so here's my story and here's what happened here like i don't think anyone's understanding because i know it looks bad but like i came about being here like very innocently so she's basically explaining like why she's here her experience there like what it was like day to day like that's a, that's the entire point here right so she does take the job obviously um, I just forgot about it because she literally only says anything about it at the very beginning and the very end. <laughs> like it doesn't come up again. I completely forgot while I was listening too. Um, so she takes a job and um, it's just like one weird little thing after another basically in this house, but it all seems like it could just be innocent. Like um, on the first day, the girls get really upset about their parents leaving um, and one of them like yells at her and then they run off into the woods and they go hide and then they like make up a lie about ha Rowan having locked them out of the house and like tell the housekeeper that like she was being mean and she locked them out and like all these things and she's just like why are they lying to me and like one of the little girls says something to her like the ghosts won't like it if you're here and she's just like what the hell What's yeah. going on here? So she's just thinking at this point, like, okay, maybe these girls are like really attached to their parents, you know, like mm -hmm. they just, they're just bad with nannies. And like, maybe they've just had a lot of un unexperienced nannies and like, that's what's going on. So at this point, that's pretty much how she's approaching it. Right. So like the first day is pretty rough. Like they give her a lot of crap. And then when they finally do come into the house, like they've already convinced the housekeeper to hate Rowan. And then they go upstairs to their rooms. And they refuse to come out to the point where she's just like, okay, like, here's your dinner. And so she even gives them like their dinner, like in their room. So she starts just like catering to these kids, like being super bratty. Right. And then like the key for the back door is missing. And so she can't lock up the house properly at the end of the night. And so like just all of these like really weird like things are going on. And she's just like, okay, this is just like me being stressed and me not remembering where something is or the girls being stressed, like, right. And then her first night there, this didn't happen the night that she was uh, staying there for the interview. She hears footsteps upstairs above her head. And she's just like, there's no room above me. Like I'm on the top floor. Hmm. Right. So yeah. she hears 
footsteps every night and they're very consistent. They always start around the same time and end around the same time, but they're not right away or all the time. Like it's just at night. Right. And, um, so basically how this book kind of progresses is just like Rowan experiencing all of these things and kind of explaining to the governor slash legal defense. She's trying to get that, like, these are the weird, bizarre occurrences that went down that led to what happened in the end. And this is why it wasn't my fault. <laughs> like, because it's such a bizarre happenstance. Like, I obviously can't tell you anything about why she's actually there because yeah. it was too good to, to give away. Um, but it's just such a bizarre happenstance. And so like, this place is really old, right? And so another thing that goes down is like, the girls are like, oh, let's go to the garden for a picnic. And so she, she was like, great. They're warming up to me. This is like day two or three, right? So she's like, they're warming up to me. That's great. And so she was like, oh, where's your um, like secret hideout? She was like, I've never met a kid that doesn't have like a secret hideout or a fort or whatever, especially when they're on this much acreage, right? Mm-hmm. And the girl, one of the littlest girls was like, oh, we can't tell you. No adults are allowed. And then the other, like the older girl like elbows her. And she's like, I mean, we don't have one. <laughs> like like that kind of stuff right yeah and so like, um normal yeah exactly it's kind of normal so that, that's like the, the creepy part about this whole thing is like everything kind of seems fairly innocent and normal until like you kind of see how the pieces all went together and like some of it is supernatural and some of it is like human done like and I think that's the most <laughs> like unsettling part so like they're on the way to this picnic and the little girls were like oh let's go into this garden and she was like oh okay great like it's locked and she was like oh no it's not locked you just have to put your arm through here to like pull the like hook because I had one of those like inside latches mm-hmm. and so Rowan was like oh okay like, I didn't see anything about that in the planner your mom gave me that was, like, 500 pages long. <laughs> she was like, well, you know, I obviously didn't read it very thoroughly, but uh, I think she would have mentioned if there was a garden we couldn't go into, like, right off the bat, right? Yeah, you think so, like, do that. So, like, the girls go in this garden, and she was like, it's kind of unsettling. Like, there was, like, a really creepy statue, and so she was like, yeah, I don't like it in here. Let's leave. And so, like, they left. And then the girl's mom calls that night and the oldest girl was like, so Rowan brought us into the poison forbidden garden. And she was like, (laughs) let me talk to Rowan right now. And she was just like, wait, what? Like the girls knew how to get in there. Like they told me that like to go in there, like, how was I supposed to know? She was like, it's in the binder. It was on page like 400 or something. She was like, first of all, should have been more high priority. Yeah. That should be like, like, Hey, number one, we have a poison garden. Pages of like emergency contacts, allergies, Forbidden places, poison yeah, garden, don't right? go. Like table contents, that should be on the top of the list. Yeah, places um, you so, cannot go. Right, but like the little girl basically like set up Rowan to look like she was taking them places that they shouldn't be going. Mm-hmm. And so like until Rowan explained like, no, your daughters brought me in there. Like I didn't even know that was a place. Like she was like, oh, okay, never mind. You yeah, know like, what I mean? So like, well, now you know my bad. So there's just so many just so many like little things that go down and so like one night like all the alarms in the house go off like start just like blaring screaming um and she can't figure out how to turn it off like her admin um code isn't working on any of the tablets and uh it's funny though because like jack grant the driver guy he's in this a lot he's like kind of her love interest but not really they don't really have that much going down they just seem like kind of into each other probably just like proximity um but uh, like he always like shows up like to help her and she's just like, well, that's very suspicious that he's always here. Like when she lost the key the first night, he found it right away in a place she was sure she'd already checked. Mm-hmm. And then like he showed up and was able to turn off the alarms right away and she couldn't get it to work on her admin code. So like there's just like a lot of things. And so like there's just just literally everything that happens in this is just like, did a person do this? Did a ghost do this? Like I can't tell. But like so there's there's so much overlap. Um 
And so, like, you do hear, like, she starts, like, kind of digging into the house's, like, history. Like, this, uh, like, scientist guy lived there, and that's what the Poison Garden is from. He was, like, a known, like, herbologist guy who, like, did research. And uh, his daughter had actually died because she ate some berries out of there that had been turned into a jam. And so, like, there's a history of, like, children dying in this house. So, like, that's not new. And then, like, uh, they find in her bedroom, because she starts going crazy about this person walking above her all the time because she's like there's nothing up there so she asks jack she's like what's in there she's like there's this one door in my room that i can't open it, there's got to be a stairwell like there's no other explanation and so like her and jack like finally get that door open and they find like a hidden stairwell like behind a wall Ooh. and like up there in the stairs like they found like a dead bird and so jack's like oh it's got to have been the bird that you were hearing like it looks like it bashed its head in basically trying to she's like there was no damn bird <laughs> you know what i mean like there's a big very big difference between footsteps and a bird who would have killed itself weeks ago like she's yeah. like there's no way this is what i heard last night and like all on all of the walls in like scribble it says like we hate you like you like you need to go and like all of these like really creepy things and like it looks like a kid's handwriting and so they're trying to figure out like okay are the girls coming up here like do we have ghosts like what's the deal um i don't really want to give away too much more because there's just so much that happens honestly in this book it was such a good listen i bet you it's a great read i, was I say, definitely like, I'm had to getting, turn like, it off kind of getting spooked like even like it's you, a little like, talking spooky. about that like, like that upstairs place i was like it was very unsettling like, yeah i didn't like, like it there's more to it obviously but um yeah. yeah so i really enjoyed this book i would i'm gonna read more by ruth Ware. like i love the way that she laid it out i love the way that nothing was quite as it seemed Mm-hmm. and uh yeah i think that's like someone who's like a master storyteller like i'm not like i can't imagine finding a way to like allude to things without actually saying it you know what i mean yeah like it's such a skill so um absolutely love this book uh five laurel cherry berries out of five laurel cherry berries <laughs> <laughs> um yeah very very good very interesting definitely hits all of the all the check boxes for for spooky good that's awesome, especially because so um, mine did not. So oh, I'm very I, upset about that. Yeah, I went through like three or four different books. Like one I started, and then I was like, eh, it's a bit too much. Like yeah, like it's not quite giving me the chills. And I made it like fifty percent through that one, mm. and then I started another one, which is actually by the same author of the book who I ended up reading. And like, because it's supposed to be like kind of spooky, like haunted house. But, oh, my God, it was so repetitive that I just lost it after, like, I listened for, like, two and a half hours mm-hmm. and I couldn't do it anymore. So the book that I ended up doing was We Have Always Lived in the Castle by Shirley <laughs> Jackson. That's on Netflix, too. Yeah. So it's, like, it got turned into a Netflix show. So I'm, like, okay, like, it's got to be spooky. Like, a lot of the reviews are, like, it's spooky in that, like, you don't necessarily know what's going on. Which, like, I can kind of get, but I didn't get scary, spooky, anything. I got more, like, annoyance from it because it's just weird. Like, the book is more just interesting, odd. And, like, it was written in 1962 or it was published. Or really? Like, ni- yeah. So, like, yeah, oh. uh, Shirley Jackson's dead. She died years ago, I guess. But so she also wrote um, The Haunting of Hill House, which is also on Netflix. I didn't know that it was the same author. I'm yeah. even more interested now. I didn't either until like I was like halfway through the book and then it dawned on me that it was the same person. So I had started doing Haunting of Hill House, but that one is super repetitive. And We Have Always Lived in the Castle is also kind of repetitive, which is just annoying. Like, honestly, it probably would be 50 page shorter if she just didn't make the characters repeat their same thoughts. You just think it's her style? I think so, yeah, after having two books with it. Yeah. But so the book is about 
just family, the Blackwoods, and they live, like, they have this giant-ass property, um, and, like, their whole lives, like, the new wives always move in with the husband, and so, like, you'll have, like, multiple generations living there, and they always bring all their own shit, so, like, they have, like, 17 sets of china and like all of these things because like they're always like for all these years like that's too much the new wives bring all their stuff and so when we come in upon the story it's uh mary cat blackwood mary cat um what's it mary kathleen i think is her real name but like everyone calls her mary cat and then her sister constance which i didn't realize until probably like a third of the way through that she's like the older sister and then their uncle julian and so it starts and Mary Cat is doing like her, so she goes into town on like Tuesdays and Fridays or something like that to like get new library books and get the groceries and all these things. So she's doing that. And like, it's very obvious, very fast that all of the town people hate the Blackwoods, like outright hate them. They're like mm. vile to this girl. And like, the thing is, I don't know how old she is. Like Mary Cat. Yeah. I thought that she was supposed to be around like, at first i'm thinking she's 12 and i'm like okay well maybe she's 16 but then constance is like 28 i think so i'm I'm like okay well then if she was 18 that's like a huge age difference so i have no idea how old these people are it's really freaking confusing unclear yeah and so she's like doing like doing she goes to grocery shopping uh and like the people hate like hate them so much that like she just walks in and she just like basically stands in the doorway like a couple steps in and like reads off the grocery list of like what she needs and like the owner man like goes and like gets it and his wife rings him up and like give her the bags and she leaves like she can't like walk around and like interact with people Mm. or anything and then she goes and they get new library books um and like constance always wants like cookbooks and like i don't remember what mary cat likes to read there's something else that she likes but and then she's always like she makes herself go to like this there's this coffee shop and she always makes herself go in and buy a coffee just to like prove to herself or to others or something that like she's not afraid of the people in town or something like that oh to just show that she could be normal even though everyone hates her yeah and like oh why do they hate them they just do so they hate them because so they own this giant property and it used to there was like a trail and you could get from town to like this other bigger town that has more stuff like the post office or something you could like cut through this trail and like the trail was like a quarter mile or something like that but then um when mary cat and constance's mom moved in with their dad like when i mean it was before they were born right but when like she moved in as the new wife she didn't like that people were like walking on her property and stuff she didn't like that people were always in the backyard because like the trail was like sort of close to the back door get it and so he ended up putting he ended up fencing the entire property and it's like giant giant property so they hate them one because now they have to go like five miles or something like that to go to the post office instead of a quarter mile and then they're always like oh they have all that property and they're not even doing anything with it and like they made so much the other thing is like the blackwoods are like have a lot of money but they don't trust the bank so like all the money is just like in the Mm. house or something hiding in the walls yeah and so they like just don't like trust them and they don't like them and they want them to leave and stuff like that the usual yeah so she's like does that and she's like getting her coffee and somebody comes in and they're just super nasty to her so she like she ends up walking home and she like gets to the gate and then now that she's at the gate she like feels better and like she's like oh good but she also like has all these like little like ritual type things that she does and like like she'll bury something for good luck and she like nailed her father's journal to a tree to like 
ward off people from coming in or something and mm-hmm. like and so like the day that she comes back constance is like kind of far out so like constance hasn't left the house in like five years or something like that i think like hasn't left the property oh right and so this is like the first time that she's like kind of close to the gate or something is like she just that. like an agoraphobe ah we'll get to that um and so Maricat is like oh like you're kind of close and she was like yeah i've been thinking that like it might be time that i like go into town Maricat's like huh don't love that idea i'm the one who does the town shopping but okay whatever let's get all these groceries in and so they like do that and then the other person who lives there is their uncle julian and mm-hmm. he's like old wheelchair bound like his mental status he's like not always there he like comes and goes all the time like sometimes he thinks constance is his dead wife and like he's also trying to like write a book but you like don't know what it's about at first mm-hmm. and you're like what the heck is going on this is confusing um and so then like you find out later i don't know when doesn't really matter um that the whole reason that constance doesn't leave is that like five years ago the rest of the family was killed um and she was like their blamed. parents the parents so both so the mom the dad julian's wife so the aunt and then their brother and i think maybe there was one more killed? maybe there wasn't one more um so yeah and she was blamed for it so there was um arsenic is it arsenic no that can't be right arsenic sweet is that the drink one? it okay then it is arsenic you like kill rats with it or whatever so that somebody had put arsenic yeah. in the sugar bowl and people had put mm-hmm. their sugar on the blackberries but constance never put sugar on her blackberries she's never been a big fan of sugar and so instantly the police were like well that's super strange that's weird because she and doesn't like, like sugar yeah oh, because if someone was trying to kill everybody they would have put it somewhere where everyone would have it yeah and then also Got like it. right afterwards she like rinsed out the sugar bowl and they're like why and she's like well there was a spider in it and they're, yeah. and, they're, and they're like, well, why didn't you just, like, take out the spider? And she was like, oh, there's a spider in the bowl. Like, that just, it, whatever. And then, like, Uncle Julian had, like, a little bit of sugar, which is kind of, like, why he is the way that he is now. Oh, like, okay. And then Maricat didn't have any because she got in trouble and she got sent to her room without dinner, which was, like, kind of a normal-ish occurrence. So, like, that's why she was alive. That's like, the- it could have been intentional, though, like, knowing that... Mm-hmm. Constance doesn't have the blackberries and then someone has to send Mary Cat away so she doesn't get any. You know what I mean? So who, yep. wh- whoever sent her away, they're my first suspicious. Yep. Well, it was the parents who are now dead. Okay. Probably not so, them. Probably not. But yeah. But right, but yeah, so you're sitting there and you're like, well, that's freaking weird. And so like she was immediately arrested and she, she's she been exonerated for the crimes. Like, it wasn't her. They're like, well, we don't know who it was, but it wasn't her. Um, And so... Because, oh, the other one who was that, like, she was the one who had, like, bought the rat poison or bought the arsenic to kill the rats. And she was like, well, I did the shopping that week. So, like, yeah. And then she also cooked the dinner. And they were like, well, why did you cook? Like, shouldn't your mom have cooked? And because, like, so how you, like, find out that this is a thing is that um, there are some people who, like, still come and visit the girls, like, once a month or something. They come for tea or some shit. Mm. And so, like, like they're friends there. Like, or relatives? No, it's just, like, this, like, older couple, like, this, like, wife, is, and she just, like, kind of, like, looks in on them, and she's been trying to, like, get Constance to, like, go back out, because she's, like, of age, and, like, needs to, like, go get married Oh, marrying age. Yes. Yeah, and so she's, like, comes to, like, make sure that she's still, like, a proper lady and knows how to go to tea, and, like, just kind of, like, looks in on him. And this I time she, she had, like, brought this other woman, and Mary Kat, like, remembered her, 
And like at one point, like Meerkat's sitting in the corner, like growling at her, which is why you're like, are you 12? I don't know. Do you just like have no manners because like you never like you didn't have to go to school because everyone hated your family? Like I have no fucking idea. It's confusing. And the Netflix show, they're like early 20s, which and that could be like it could if probably, that helps it could be like 22 26 22 28 something like that constance so is definitely older like a little bit yeah but 100 percent for like the first Hard third i thought constance was younger because i was like well that's why Marikat is the one that's going to the store because she's the older sister which would make sense yeah but yeah so like that's like where are the things where you're like this is just fucking confusing and i don't know what's happening just tell me their ages please uh very unclear but so how yeah so how you find out is so like the one woman whose name i can't remember and it doesn't matter she like comes over and she brings this other woman who's only ever been over like once and like uncle julian is like shows up for tea and the other woman ends up like asking questions so uncle julian is like the one who's like oh but she was exonerated for her crimes and it was right here at this table and da 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 and she never has sweets because you know she doesn't like the sweets and that's when he like starts repeating himself and you're like oh my gosh i'm gonna ram my head into a wall if you like i get it freaking a constance doesn't like sugar can we move on with our life but constance is skinny we get it it's fine (laughs) so um but yeah so that's how you kind of like figure that out and then um what else happens like so what's the other thing is that like the whole book like i don't feel like much happened like i'd rather have the story Mm. about the poisoning of the sugar bowl like that would have been a better story like it would have been more interesting because like then they get like a knock at the door one night and they're like well this is super weird like people don't like come to us that's odd yeah so like i think maricat gets a door or something like that because like constance is like afraid and so then and it's like this guy and like apparently it's their cousin or something like that and he had never visited before because his dad hated their dad and uncle julian was like well both of my brothers were trash people that makes sense that they would hate each other whatever whatever and so then he starts the cousin basically like moves in and like starts wearing the dad's like clothes That's and super suspicious and is like and then he's like starting to be like well i well because i think what it is is that he wants so um this uncle julian says something about how like because all three, so Uncle Julian, the um, uncle, the other uncle, and then their dad yeah. all basically got all their money because their dad had a shitload of money. And when he died, it went off to the three of them. Mm. And so, like, their dad had, like, bought the house and the land and stuff. So that's how why they have all the money. And then the other, and then Uncle Julian, like, I think he said he, like, swindled his away or something with, like, alcohol and gambling he's like ah, i'm tracks. not good with money it's fine but then the other one he was like oh but he like he should have left you a good sum and he was like no he got remarried and she took everything whatever whatever something like that so like you're basically you're like oh you're here to like come take their money yeah because then he starts being like he starts like wearing like the dad's like fancy watch and like his jewelry and his clothes and like Mm-mm. he like calls him out and he was like you don't have your money in a bank like what the heck that's weird and like i said like mary cat likes to bury stuff so at one point she had like married buried like um seven silver dollars or something like that to ward off i don't know what the hell it was but she had her ways and like the whole time like constance was always just like oh you're so silly like she didn't fucking care like whatever it's fine and he was like she buried money oh my gosh and she was like so like we didn't need it like we have money like we can keep groceries like we didn't need the seven silver dollars it's fine yeah 
and he's like freaking furious and so basically he starts like kind of like changing the way constance is like thinking about how like maricat like isn't silly and it's not acceptable that like she's like runs off because she has this like little fort that we were talking about like this little like hideout in the woods or whatever like she seemed like a child though like a small 100 percent. like i honestly if like if i didn't couldn't like deduce it i would have 12 and 28 as their ages like at the youngest so strange it's very interesting too because knowing that she's at least a young woman like her attitude and her actions are very strange like i i remember that about the netflix movie too i was just like what is she doing yeah and it's like the only thing that i can think of is that like they didn't go to school probably because like everyone hated them so like yeah so like they never had to like learn these mannerisms or anything you know but i don't know it's just super weird and so like yeah i don't i don't necessarily want to like give the end away not that I really think that me continuing on with the story is going to give anything away. Uh, yeah, there's like a fire and then it's just like their life after the fire that burnt down almost all of their house. And honestly, what it seemed like is that the book was a prequel for a book that hasn't been written yet about like two elderly witchy type ladies who live in this weird haunted house that doesn't have a roof. And people, like, bring food to their porch. Absolutely see them having, like, a very bizarre life. Yeah, like, they're just, like, odd ducks. And they're just, like, yeah. they'd be, like, two spinster ladies. Yeah. Who just, do yeah. weird stuff and people ignore them because they think yeah. they're witches. So, like, honestly, it 100%, read it reads like a prequel to a book that hasn't been written yet. Mm. I wonder what the point was for the author. Like, I wonder what the author has to say about that bizarre situation. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's it was a super short book. I think it's like 200 pages or something like that. Mm. Like, seven Pretty hours short. to listen. So, like, that was fine. But not spooky at all. I have to give it, like, I don't know, three silver dollars out of five. Like, definitely. read again? No would not or would not read again very underwhelming like i kept like waiting for something to happen so three feels generous then yeah it's probably like two two and a half but yeah but uh, yeah i'm being nice because it's spook season and she's dead you know so i don't want her to like smite me Aren't from you? beyond the grave so i get it though i definitely feel like the and i can't keep two and a half stars on goodreads and so i gave it a three on goodreads so i'm giving it a three here gotcha rounding but, up I see. yeah okay. i always round up rounding up so that's that's kind of you i'm a round downer mm. I'm like if you didn't earn the full three can i really say that <laughs> that's true i just always i'm the person who like puts in my review like really this is two and a half stars nah. like i'm that asshole so i gotcha you're the nice one it's fine. yeah i get it all right well that's a little disappointing i kind of had higher hopes um i also had higher hopes for hill house though too um i've heard that was decent read i I think if i had been able to get over the repetitiveness i i do think it would have gotten spooky like the show is pretty repetitive too like that's kind of just how the story is told i think yeah so like i'll do a little spiel on that one too really quick so basically that one is there's like this guy and he wants to study haunted houses and so he like finds this spooky ass house and he like sends letters to like 12 people or 10 people or something and it tells you about how he like found these people and it doesn't fucking matter um but basically three people respond and are or, yeah so i think like three people respond and say they'll come and then one of them never shows up 
or maybe it's four people are going to come one never shows up so there's like three people and so like there's like an entire like two three chapters of just one of these women who is gonna go and like she needs to like her and her sister and her sister's married she's single her sister like she's gonna they bought a car 50 50 and she needs to take the car to drive out there so she's there asking for it and they're like oh we don't know if you want you to like take our car and she was like i paid for half half of this is my car and they're like what if we need our car and she's like i paid for half the car and like so it's like that and then it's her she ends up like stealing the car which you totally see coming and then she like so then it's like her driving and it's just like her thoughts and her thoughts are just fucking like it's literally the thoughts of a person who is driving who has a four-hour drive and just the random thoughts that you have you have to listen to all of her thoughts and her thoughts are so freaking repetitive and you're just like oh my gosh could you get to the freaking house by now like i don't care about the fact that you were driving down the highway and he told you a tree he told you to turn left on axton right past the gas station and you know what axton road was right past the gas station and you're just like oh no i hate was it oh my gosh really yeah and it just Oh, I got so annoyed. I was listening to it. And it's literally not anything like the show. Like, I heard that before, too. Have you seen Haunting of Hill House? I haven't, but I talked to one of my coworkers about it who watched it, and he said that he thinks that, honestly, they took the the name. That they were like, hey, there's a name, and we have a haunted house. What's up? Yeah, basically, everything you've told me so far is not anything like what's happened in the show. Yeah. And I've I've heard that before. My boyfriend's mom actually read this book, mm, and okay. I didn't get a chance to really talk to her about it, but she did say it was extremely different. She was like, um, there might be, like, a few things that they took from the book. Yeah. Like, the name. Got it. The name. The name, pretty much. But yeah, so, like, because that was one that I had enough time, so I was going to do that one, because I that one's supposed to be, like, spookier. And, like, and I don't love, like, haunted house stories. Like, I, I don't like them, and I think the reason I don't like them is because haunted houses freak me out. And so I was like, okay, like, I should do a haunted house yeah. book, because, like, maybe that really will, like, give me, like, the willies. You know, I'll get the heebie-jeebies. But I just could not get past how repetitive it was, and so after the haunting of hill house was kind of disappointing why did you decide to choose something by the same author because it was two it was 200 pages and at that point i i ran out of time and no that's fair cool because i was between that one and then the other book that i wanted to do that i found at the exact same time i really wanted because i think that one actually would have been good was 500 pages what book uh that one is called kill creek Hmm. and so that one's also like a haunted house book and it's uh i don't remember who it's by but that one is like these like four people who are like blogger youtuber type people or something are Mm. invited to come maybe they're even authors i don't know but they're invited to come stay at this haunted house for like a week or something or a weekend or i don't know and it's going to be like filmed and they're going to like figure out all the spooky stuff um and according to the reviews like nothing happens like while they're in the house it's like once they all go back to their home lives like and they just start living their life that's when shit like starts hitting the fan and something gets followed them yeah and i was like oh that'd be that freaking sounds good but it was 500 pages and i couldn't get it oh on God. audio and i was just mm, like then no yeah no yeah and i couldn't even get it from the library so i would have had to actually like purchase the book in like I get as it. an actual book and then the two days to get it from amazon i was like i don't have time yeah i can power through like 200 pretty quickly but 500 can be a struggle depending on the content for sure exactly so and something spooky like that you don't want to power read either like those are things that i like to like slowly read because yeah. i think you get more out of it exactly 
but so that's why i did it and also i mean it had so we have always lived in the castle has good reviews on like goodreads like a lot of people do find it spooky and they maybe i'll try it and let you know i'll report back see how i felt yeah like and it's and it what what is it that spooky though is a thing it's just like I think it's the I think it's the fact that like what a lot of people say is that it's like the mental part that like you don't really know what's going on but I get that because like mine had elements like that too where it was like the scary part was that it was unclear what was truly happening you know but I never felt like I didn't know what was happening I just thought that it was like the telling of three people who are slowly I mean there is one twist that I was pretty sure was gonna come like i was like i was like i feel like this is actually what happened here and then they actually tell you it and i was like vindication so like that was you fun. did it like because that was one that i was i was questioning because i was like because she totally could have gone the entire book and like not had not said it at all and i would have been like man i was wrong dang it but then when she said it i was like hey. and i figured you out your twist so that was good and obviously i'm not gonna tell you what it is but i don't it's a very minor part of the book but definitely made me feel good to know that i you did I it up on it i always so. feel so powerful when i like figure out like how the book is gonna end before it does mm-hmm. i was like mm, i picked up on that a long time ago <laughs> so smart look at my brain i'm good at this uh but, but yeah. we don't have a topic picked yet for our for early november early no, we, november we don't i guess it'll be a thanksgiving surprise yeah so y'all just have to come back and be just as surprised as we are once we figure it out <laughs> uh you can reach out to us on our social medias we're on instagram at isn't it past your bedtime and twitter iipyb underscore pod you can check out our website to see what's coming up next uh check out our archives to look at the list of books we've talked about in the past at isn't it past your bedtime.com and if we you'd like have- oh, oh go, go ahead. ahead i was gonna say email oh yeah i was in. like there's an email we, we have an it. email if you have any like <laughs> thoughts feelings emotional outbursts book suggestions topic ideas things that you don't like i don't know maybe not that don't do that well, hurt my feelings you know Anyways, like, be nice about it you can email us yeah constructive criticism is accepted um <laughs> you can send us an email at isn't it past your bedtime at gmail.com and i was just gonna say that we have another mini coming up so we will actually <gasps> talk to you guys in like less than a fortnight because i can't do the math on when it comes out but like right before they uh i was gonna say thanksgiving i'm already on november mode okay Ugh. right before halloween right it's only like the 30th because yeah. the 31st is a friday right oh no, no 31st, sorry. so this is coming out on 29th yep so there you go well. right before yeah super soon so that's when we'll talk at y'all next bye everyone bye